This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Well, hello, hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio, and it is the 13th of August, and I know a lot of people are thinking about kids going back to school, meaning whether they are going back to school in your dining room, your kitchen, um, or actually leaving your house and going to school. Um, Either way, I would be willing to bet that a lot of us have not been all that productive uh, if we've worked from home for the past few months. And so I thought it would be very cool if we brought somebody on who talks about how we can do this. And she has a very cool book called How to Work When No One is Watching, because when you're at home, the only person really watching you is your pet, right? The cat, because you know, you're supposed to be enamored of them, and the dog, because they're totally enamored of you. So um, we love having someone on who can help us figure out how to plan our day and what to do. So today I have Ellen Goodwin, who's a productivity trainer, a TEDx speaker, and an author who uses neuroscience-based principles to enable individuals and businesses to overcome all types of procrastination build stronger habits, and be more focused so they can be more efficient and effective with their time, which is what we all need. So welcome to the show, Miss Miss, uh, Miss Eileen. How are you today? <laughs> um, I'm fine. It's Ellen. It is Ellen. Okay. Because so I had Ellen. Ellen. Yes. It is Ellen. And <laughs> so I'm looking at this. I'm like, well, wait a minute. Why does it say that? Ah, I wrote it down wrong. That's why. So forgive me. There's one big faux no, pas right there. <laughs> I have been called worse. So. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely I get it. Absolutely fine. So, <laughs> so, tell me, were you have you always had an a want to be organized, or was this something that you came about for yourself? Like you were trying to figure out what to do, and this is what you figured out. Oh, um, I came to this because I almost lost my business. Um, mm. I, I was I was a graphic designer and and uh, and worked in uh, you know crea- creative advertising and I worked for myself and I definitely worked while no one was watching and there came a period in time where um, I started procrastinating a lot on things just and there was no really good reason that mm-hmm. I just was procrastinating and you know I'd miss a deadline here and you know who loves that clients. I'm kidding. Oh, sure. I hate that. <laughs> um, and so I missed a few deadlines and, and things got bad. And I almost lost my business because I lost a lot of clients. And uh, I had a little sit down with myself and, and, you know, what the heck is going on? Why are you doing this? And, and I realized that I didn't understand it. And so mm-hmm. I was, I was procrastinating. And so I, I, started researching and and doing a lot of education to understand where procrastination comes from. What are we doing? You know, why? And, you know, it all comes back to the brain. And then I just got fascinated by it that like, if our brain is stopping us, what can we do to change that? And once I figured that out and started figuring out how to work around the brain or with the brain and put systems and tools together, uh, I just I pulled out of that downward, what I you know procrastination pit I was in, and sure. things got back on track and people started noticing, and I started helping people and training and coaching, and it was all because 
I went there first. So everything mm-hmm. I teach about or talk about or write about, I've been there. It is, I was not one right. of those children that was like, ooh, here's my schedule and here's everything put away nicely. Nope, not me. Yeah. Well, I mean, and, you know, as you're describing it, I can actually, you know, play it in my head like a montage. But, I mean, what what was it that, um, what kind of turnaround time was that? I mean, it's not like you sat down on a Friday and said, okay, well, and everything was great Monday. Oh. I mean, what what was no. your process time? Yeah. Yeah, I just remember there, there was like this moment where uh, I'm in Southern California and we don't get hot that much, like really hot. And I just remember when we were going through a heat wave and I had to go to a client's house and it was a client I was only taking because I needed the money because I'd lost so many clients. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, at least they they live in this lovely place where it's air conditioned and it'll be great. And I get there and there's like this little sad fan in the corner, (laughs) you know, there's no air conditioning. And I'm sitting there just sweating and cursing myself for putting myself in this position. I mean, that was the moment mm-hmm. where I'm like, uh-uh, this changes. And it took, it took a couple years to, to not to change my business. I mean, not right. to get back, back out of productivity. I, within you know, about three months, I had, had kind of righted the boat where I, I had some basic systems in place that, got me out of that hole. But it took okay. a couple of years before I I did the, you know what? People need this. People need this more than they need my design skills. And, right. uh, you, you know, that was the two years. And then I'm always learning. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if like stuff I'm, I'm learning now, I, I, I didn't know five, six years ago. So um, it was, yeah, it took about a couple of years. Okay. But you sat down, I mean, the, the, I think the big first step is really to have the very, very honest conversation with yourself. And oh, yeah. what was that conversation like? Was it, why am I not doing these things? What do I want? What am I trying to do? Because I think a lot of people say, well, I want to be the best you know, graphic designer. I want to be the best writer. I want to be whatever. But they don't really know the steps to get there. So right. was that the breakdown as well? It was. It was a little bit of, of, you know, again, here I am in this house with this sad little fan going and sweat dropping, <laughs> dripping down my back. And we've all been there. And it was just like, oh, yeah. that was the moment. And, and I remember driving home thinking, this can't go on. I have to figure it out. And the answer is there. And, and I want to know the answer. So I never have to put myself in that position with the sad little fan and the sweaty bag doing something I don't want to do because I've been doing things just because they're comfortable, which means I was procrastinating. Right. And, and it did, it, I did sit down and, and think, what is it that I want? I don't want to be stressed about time and I don't want to be stressed about money and what's making me be stressed. Well, I'm, I'm not doing the things that bring in the money, that lessen the stress. And what would lessen the stress? Mm-hmm. Having a schedule, knowing what I need to get done, setting a timer right. and working when I need to work and knowing that I am doing what makes me happy and getting my have-tos done so I can get to my want-tos. 
because okay. my want to had been running my life. And how was that going? Not very well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there was definitely a process. And if I, you know, at the time, because I was so far in it, I didn't think to you know, let me, let me write down exactly how I'm doing it. It was more, I'm scrambling out of a hole. What is my objective? And I think, so to come back to your question, when people are dealing with, oh, you know, procrastination, they're having productivity issues, yeah, look at what it is, you, where you want to be and why. And then yeah. just go backwards. Just, you know, uh, my newsletter went out today, and it's just talking about experimenting. That's, that's mm-hmm. one of the hallmarks of, of what I do is that I'm not one of those productivity people that go, this is my system, and you have to follow it, and you, you know, put it into your life. That, mm-hmm. you know, that's just not going to work. I am all about experimenting because what works for me works for me, and it might not work for you, but part of it might be something you could integrate into your life, and then you twist it a little more and make it work for you. So right. it's just right. it's, Finding it's, I, I liken it to going out to get ice cream and they've got 22 flavors plus 18 different toppings and you've got all of these choices and my choice is not going to be your choice. Right, right. I, I think it's interesting that you talked about finding what to do and how because and experimenting because I think one of the things when, like for me, when I'm starting out and I'm trying to learn like social media, because I do writing mm-hmm. and I'm you know, promoting people's books and, and everything else and finding those really good ways to social media market. And I find that I get buried with getting all of these either experts newsletters or books or workbooks. And then I'm standing there with this huge pile of things that I want to read and I don't read anything. Because right. it's just There's too like much. a whole other stack of stuff, right? And so, how do you? I guess you know what would one of the things be like? You just take it one bite at a time. So do one. If you do a course, like you buy a course for you know twenty seven dollars or whatever, do you mm-hmm. finish that course before you allow yourself another course if you think you need it? Is is like do you? There's a lot of self discipline in this, correct? There's self-discipline, and and I I read this quote today, and I thought it was brilliant. Um, We get closer to the destination when we know what roads to follow. Mm -hmm. And so basically, it's knowing where you want to go and, and, and picking one direction. And so I totally get the whole courses and following the experts because I do that. (laughs) If you look at my email, it is just full of like people I signed up and I'm, I, they're just stacking up in there. But when I sit down and go, okay, this is, this is the ultimate thing, place where I want to go. And I step backwards and go, okay, I need to get this part and this part and this part. And then I just have to make a decision. You know, I'm going to mm-hmm. follow one course until I'm finished. And yeah. it, it, you know, whether that, whether that is a, actual like online course or it's a series of books or it's just one direction because if there's too many, nothing gets done. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it, if you were driving somewhere, you're taking one road. You're not, you can't be like, okay, I'm going to take the freeway and then I'm going to take the side road and come back on there. You, you, 
you might get there, <laughs> but you're not going to get there very fast. So if you yeah. can can decide, and and the problem is is that there is it's just we have a plethora of options for everything, and it's it's just picking one direction and and going forward and and picking hey I'm 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 going to see what this person has to say and I will go through their whole course I will read their whole book and I will just focus on that without mm-hmm. going off to the side it just it comes down to focus and yeah. and that's how we we get there and it is frustrating sometimes because there is so much information out there but it's it's I, yeah. looking what works for you and I think, too, it's the, the idea of, let's say that you're a parent and you're, you're trying to transition to something else that would allow you, mm-hmm. you know, a better job or, or work closer to home or at home or whatever, um, or why ever you're changing. And it's just like so much stuff out there. And this expert says this, and then this expert says like, and then you're trying to slice all your time up. I mean, I'm sure it could mm. just get mothering. Just oh, the thought of starting. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and sometimes, uh, and I talk about this in the book, is, is because we get, we get stuck in motion. And motion mm-hmm. is that whole, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. But action is you know, taking that first step, that, you know, an imperfect action, if it needs to be, but, I, but it's action. So, uh, Motion is exactly, I, I tell people, you, you know, if I decided I was going to get in shape, motion would be going online and downloading, oh, this is the workout I'm going to do, and this is the food I'm going to eat, and oh, look, here's mm-hmm. somebody else that's got, and you're doing all of that. But action is when you, you know, you hit the floor and you do that first push-up, or you go to the grocery yeah. store and you get the food. So being in action is what you need to do. And one of the best ways, especially when you're in this kind of swirl that we're talking about, where there's all this thing, yeah. is, is just to do, to put a line in the sand. And, and what it is, you, you just set a deadline, personal deadline, where you, it could be, you know what, I will gather all the information, all the information, and Tuesday at noon, it stops. And, and the only thing I can do, there's no more motion, I make a decision and I go into action. So you just put a line in the sand. It's just another, it's another deadline that you add yeah. in that stops the swirl. And yes, it does take a little self-control, but if you can tell yourself, you know what, I've got two days. I've got two days to gather all this or two weeks, whatever. But then right. it stops. Uh, because that's the thing. If you don't have a, a deadline, if you don't have a moment where it stops, you're going to let it go on and on and on, and you're not moving yourself towards where you want to be. You're talking about right. it, but you're not doing it. Yeah, all talk, no action type situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm laughing oh, yeah. about the swirl and all these things to choose from because the first thing it reminded me of was, I don't know if you remember, but when in the Brady Bunch years ago, Marsha like, signed up for every class for high school because she was just trying to find <laughs> what she fit into. And then she ended up, I think, doing a pottery class. But, I mean, at the end. But she had signed up for everything. Um, and then 
it was a of course it's a disaster, but they all learned from it in 24 minutes or 26 minutes back then. Um, so yeah, and Peter like his volcano exploded all over the fancy girls. I don't know, um, but yeah, it's that feeling of I know I could do all this, I can do it all, and it just being a complete crash and burn because you need sleep and you actually need to pay attention to your family and maybe you know take a shower um, every once mm-hmm. in a while. It's it's a lot. It's even for people who don't need a lot of sleep, it's still a ton of stuff. There's still, there's still a lot. And, and especially where we are in the world now, you mm-hmm. press a button and they're on the internet. There's everything. I mean, I don't have, this is like not new news, but there's so much that, that it can paralyze you. And so it mm-hmm. is just deciding where you want to go and when you're going to stop listening to everybody and, and stop the motion and get into action. Do you think that um, obviously deadlines are good if you, like you're talking about for your, when you were doing graphic design, if you're a writer, if you have a mm-hmm. deadline, it's always a good thing to have because you know, my editor needs it by this time, this article is due here, um, and you have those in place. Is, is there words of advice for establishing your own deadlines, like making yourself um, accountable, or do you need an accountability buddy? Does that help? I mean, what what did you find was the most effective? Well, I, I think you know definitely having deadlines. They give you urgency because otherwise, mm-hmm. it's easy to just float along and nothing happens. For me, yeah. I I had an accountability partner for eight years, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was super helpful to have somebody that knows, hey, this is what I'm going to do and this is what I'm going to get, get it done by. Um, I, I phased out of that and, and I have a less stringent, <laughs> I guess to say, accountability partner. But instead, I'm, I have a mastermind that I work with and okay. one, I use that accountability. So I'll, I will go on and it you know, go to our our group on Facebook and say, hey, I need to have this draft done of an article and it needs to be done by three o'clock my time. I'll check back in and let you know or someone check on me. And Mm -hmm. so I've got this immediate sort of, uh, I know someone's watching. And I hate to come back and say, yeah, you know what? I didn't get it done because, wow, I got, I just, got sucked into Instagram or, you know, I I was doing something else. Well, no, somebody's watching. And I find that that having that kind of accountability is that immediate sort of accountability is very, very helpful, giving myself a deadline. And I have to say one thing about accountability is that if you're going to have an accountability partner – don't have it be a member of your family if you can help it yeah. <laughs> because, because there's just as lovely as they are and they all are. Uh, you, you don't want that other yeah. baggage that comes with it. So having, having somebody in a mastermind group or just in, in some sort of social media, making yourself vulnerable and mm-hmm. saying, Hey, this has to be done. Check on me or um, I'll check in. Just having to do that, it, it's so, so helpful. Um, so your book, Done How to Work While No One, was wa- when no one is Watching, did you 
what was the catalyst for you to say, I'm going to write this book? And then did you use notes that you wrote to yourself as you were, you know, reorganizing um, your, your trajectory, your success trajectory? So um, that's a great question. So the, um, I had, I have a newsletter that, mm-hmm. that goes out once a week and a lot of the topics came from there because okay. I would, I would write about things and I'm like, Oh, you know what? The, this is pretty interesting. This is what I'm doing. I would love to, to talk more about this because it was a very, very short newsletter. It's just it was sort of, I think it was like at the beginning, it was like productivity minute or something. So they were very short. Um, sure. But that got, you know, if you're doing that every week and in a year, you've got like 52 topics we can talk about. Um, so I, that became the basis for the book. Uh, there, uh, I did have lots of notes of things that I had put together. I had, uh, I put, I put together these, I call them now action plans in the beginning. Mm-hmm. I, you know, here's my action plan. And this is, I would break down a, well, it would be a 30 day plan, but it would break down into five day plans and then a 10 day. And, and I had put all of this together when I started out and that's kind of morphed, but it, it, was something that like, you know what, this works. If I'm just doing small things for five days that are going to add up to my 10 day and then mm-hmm. three of those is my 30 day and look where I got. So right. yeah, it was a combination of, of things I had written about and things I had done. And that's, yeah, I think that, but I think too, we all have to get past this idea. And, and I think we talked about it because we'd met in, in Steve's uh, podcast, Five mm-hmm. Days. Uh, five podcasts in five days. And um, it it's one of those things where you think at some point, well, do I really have anything new to say? I mean, do I really, is what I'm saying really all that great or important? And I keep having to remember that, um, and you know, all of us did in that course was, oh, that's right. Somebody has not heard this. And, you know, somebody is in need of that message somewhere. And, it, you know, I'm not saying that we're all like these whatever superheroes, but uh, and I know that you've got action heroes in yours, but um, it's it's not – it's somebody needs the message somewhere. And, yeah, there's tons of self-help books, but there's tons of self-help books because each type of person speaks to different groups of people. So it's okay to put your knowledge base out there because you don't know who you yeah. might help. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. So when you um, okay, you've got the book out. It came out last December, and it's on Amazon right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do have a link for it for the write up of the show. And you and you have some really cool and very you know very easy to understand um, chapters. You've got basics of action, getting started, distractions, accountability, um, being organized, putting things off, energy habits, focus goals and then chapter recaps, and then resources. And it's, it's nice that, you know, it's all just right there. So someone could say, oh, I, I'll just go to energy or habits. But do you suggest they read the whole thing? Or, I mean, what, what is your, I mean, I know your preference is they read the whole thing. But do you suggest <laughs> they start from the beginning to the end? Or do they go through yeah. and pick what they need or what? 
Well, it, you know, it depends. I, I, when I first was <laughs> working on it, um, I kind of had envisioned it like like a, a first aid manual, where <laughs> you know, like, oh, I I just I have this huge gash in my leg, or someone else has a huge gash in their leg. What do I do now? And then yeah. you could just go, oh. So at the back of the book, there is a fast action guide, and okay. it's got it's like twelve questions, you know. Uh, a question and then it tells you what you can do and like where you find that in the book you know you could do this go to page dvd you could do this go to page um so for those people that are having a crisis in in productivity or focus or whatever where they're like okay this might have the answer boom they can go there and i did that because sometimes that's what i want in a book i want i just want to cut to the part that helps me yeah um, you know, and so for those people, that works great. Yes, I would love for people to read from beginning to end, but I also know that sometimes there's people like, you know what, I got great habits, but I can't focus at all. So go to the focus chapter. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, for the most part, they sort of stand, each chapter stands on, our, on its own, and if it doesn't, it will tell you, you know, hey, you can, I'm talking about this, but I talked about it more on page 27. Go over right. and check it out. But then you can come back. So it, it's, there's not a, a through line of, there's no plot. <laughs> so not, you're not going to miss anything. Um, if, if it works for you and you're the kind of person that just wants, I just need this, material, this information for me, this chapter, thank you. There it is. If you want okay. the whole thing, do the whole book. Um, right. But, yeah, right. I, I built it so... Um, you know, sometimes I know I'm, I'm guilty of that. I will like, I just need to know this and I'm going to the, the index and I'm going to find those and, and that's all I need. But sometimes right. I want to just like get in there, roll around, get it all, you know, soak it all in. So soak it all it, in. It's, yeah. It's built for whatever you need. It's kind of put together like that. So you also have a TEDx speaker on your resume. Yes, so tell me about how you became a TEDx speaker, because from what I understand, every year for TEDx, these are people who are wanting to be TED speakers. This is kind of the, the step that you get into that um, world. And the local areas will have um, like open call, I guess you could call it, or auditions, and they'll give you a, um, a subject, correct? And you audition? No, um you you or do i have this not read yeah yeah you apply they they will do um you you apply or someone recommends you and the whole thing is that you have an idea to share an idea that will change things um and i believe and see and i'll explain why i'm just kind of hedging on this because i didn't go through the process I was okay. asked to, to speak. Um, they hey, all the better, you know? Me to <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah. Proud moment. Um, so normally the, you, you do, you, you apply, and then sometimes you send in a video. Um, okay. Sometimes they do like an open call thing, and you come in and you do part of your speech, and then they, they figure it out from there. They definitely – 
uh, before, let's, let's say there's going to be a TEDx here in San Diego. And mm-hmm. so they come up with this theme. It's not, it's not like just, you know, okay, you got an idea. That would be whatever. They have a theme. And each, each TEDx will have come up with a theme, and they will then try to fill their program with ideas that support that theme or that the speaker would wrap their idea around to focus mm-hmm. on that theme. Right. So, um, so that gives them some structure because without structure, it's going to be, you know, You'd have 20 speakers that are just all over the place. But right. uh, the year I spoke, it, the, the theme was magic. And, it okay. was, you know, it was talking about magic in your lives or how, you know, the, the thought of magic, not like I'm pulling a rabbit out of my hat, but yeah. more of, you know, finding magic and things that you might not be magical. You, you wouldn't think of. Right. So, um, so yeah, it is a full process and, the, it, it, what's interesting is the, the TEDx program is you buy a license for that from mm-hmm. the TED organization. And right. um, I don't know all the details of what you have to do. The first year, you can only have 100 people come. That's it. Um, okay. So even if you, like, got this big auditorium, you are only allowed to have 100 people. And oh, wow. after, yeah, for the first year. And then after mm-hmm. that, you can start doing the paid thing and you can have as many people as you want. But because it is a license that you get, the number of TED, uh, whatever, experiences, the, the number of TEDx events going on, and this is obviously pre-COVID, going sure. on in the, in the world is, I've been told, is at least 1,000 events every day. Every oh. day. So that's a lot of them. Yeah. That is yeah. a lot. I know. Wow. It changes your thought. You're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, um, but still, when you think about of, it, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of speakers, but it's not. You know, you figure most of them are going to have between 10 and 15 speakers. Mm-hmm. And still, and so, you know. There's 10,000 people a day, but mm-hmm. not a huge number. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I didn't go through the process. They, they, they called me. Well, that's so wonderful, I, I, <laughs> um, You should, yeah. you'd be proud of that. Don't, yeah. You'd be I proud am. of that. Oh, <laughs> You want me? So tell okay. me. Yeah, sure. What, what, uh, I don't know. Let me check my schedule. Okay, sure. Um, <laughs> Can I do Yeah, okay. I'm good. I guess. Yeah. Will there be snacks? Okay, fine. Okay, um, I'm good. <laughs> uh, so tell me, what have you come to know as some of the biggest obstacles for people? Now, I know you cover this in the book, but from people reaching out to you. Um, I mean, this obviously comes under distractions, but I would think it would also come under the self-sabotage type situation where oh, people yeah. will say, oh, I gave myself five days. I just couldn't get to it because fill in the blank here. Um, what have you seen people say has been their biggest obstacles? And then what have they done to get past that? Well, organization. 
is a right. big one. Uh, focus also, mm-hmm. yeah, focus, organization, distraction. Those are all like, you know, they're different balls of, they're the same balls of different colors, basically, mm-hmm. because, it, you know, I'm distracted. I can't focus. Okay. Same thing. You're not organized because you're distracted. You're not organized because you're not focusing. And if you can just bring that all together and, and address it, you'll be amazed at what happens. Uh, mm-hmm. I have a client who was, and, and you know, that was his biggest complaint. I've got so many things going on and I can't, I can't focus. And by the end of the day, I, I haven't gotten anything done. And we started out, and it's so funny to think back now how we started just to, to rein it all in, and it was with Post-it notes. And, and I'm not like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm not pitching Post-its. I mean, any kind of sticky note works fine. Uh, yeah. But we would start, and, and he would just have to take, like, a, a three-by-three Post-it note uh, and, and write down in the morning the five things he had to accomplish for the day just five outcomes, mm-hmm. not a whole, you know, legal pad of to-dos, but no, five <laughs> out, outcomes. Because, you know, going back to swirl, oh, my God, most to-do lists mm-hmm. are like the epitome of swirl because yeah. there's a million, oh, I have to do this, and then I have to do this, and then you know, there's no, I don't even want to say like an organized to-do list, but you, you've got, you know, I need to write the draft of this proposal. Oh, and I have to pick up the dry cleaning. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, those are like totally two different things. So uh, we started out with just a sticky note, just a little sticky note where he had his five outcomes. And in, in, he didn't have to write down like, okay, I'm, I'm doing this proposal and I have to research this and I have to do this. I have to no the, the, just by having that, that outline of those five outcomes, he structured his day so he got each of those done. And just by okay. doing that, it, it gave him a, a structure to hang his day on. Okay, yeah. I, need, I need to you know, get a draft of this article done. How are you going to do that? Well, I, I'm going to block out time at 10 o'clock, turn on a timer, and outline it. So. Mm-hmm. He had his five outcomes, and and so we just stuck with that for a few weeks. And as that got the rest of his thinking clearer, we moved mm-hmm. away from that and moved in to where we set up focus blocks. So he knew what his focus time was and then what he needed to do. But it was all finding, okay, just, he was distracted, he couldn't focus, he was procrastinating, but he started just with something as simple as five outcomes for the day. Okay. So it was finding, finding what his issue was. And, and that's, I mean, it comes, people ask in different ways, but it really comes down to a lot of, of the procrastinating and, mm-hmm. and, Focus and procrastination does come from distractions because they take them, take us right off our game. I'm doing right. this and oops, oh look, uh, something popped up on my computer. Sorry, squirrel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, one of one of my friends said the other day, and and she was so funny about. It, she's like, I can lose three hours in five minutes, and mm-hmm. it's it's the perfect thing because yeah. 
five minutes going down a rabbit hole, three hours later, you come out and where have you been? Right. You've been on social media. You've been, you've been chasing the, the next thing. You've, you've been looking at all those experts and, and ideas, and there you are. Mm-hmm. So uh, those, those are the, the questions. And, and I would say you know, start with, as, as I've said through this whole interview, is you know, start with knowing where you want to go and then start mm-hmm. small. Yeah, you're right. not gonna block. You're not gonna block every distraction in 24 hours. You're not going to be the world class focused person in in 24 hours. No, just set a timer for 10 minutes. And if you can just focus on one thing for 10 minutes, you have made a huge step forward. And if you can do, do it again think... in two hours, yeah, yeah, two in two hours, and then see if you can try it again, and just keep yeah. keep trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you think in this day, in this age of insta-famous ideas, that people just lose patience with themselves far too soon and well, quit? Most definitely, most okay. definitely, because you know when it comes, let's say, to building habits, the best way to build a habit is to start with something super small and succeed, because it's when yeah. you 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 look and you have this idea that like, oh, look at they're doing that, I can do that. Well, mm-hmm. maybe eventually, but, you know, chances are they didn't wake up and do that. They built mm-hmm. up to it in whatever whatever way they did. I just read Amy Poehler's autobiography, and, you know, whether you enjoy her or not, she actually gets into this whole thing about, you know, oh, people saw her on Saturday Night Live or Parks and Rec, and were like, oh, you know, she's amazing. She just did this. And, and she's like, no, you know. From the time she was in her early 20s, she was in mm-hmm. these groups where, you know, it, it, they epitomized the term ragtag. <laughs> they were just, yeah. hey, we're, we're doing comedy. And, and, and she built to where she is. And that's the thing is we all, whether it's productivity, whether it's sports, whatever it is, you, you have to, you get to start small because that's the way the world works. Right. And, and right. don't give up. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to my kids the other day about this. I said everybody um, has to start. It's the one, the ones that succeed are the ones that kept going, even when the day was really mm-hmm. awful. Practice was awful. Uh, uh, you know, I I told them I said my first drafts of anything are horrible. And I and when I lecture to kids, I I make them t- say it out loud with me. My first draft is going to be terrible. Everybody say it with me, okay? And now awesome. you can go back and fix it. So and they're all laughing, and I'm like, I'm serious. You're if you really want to write, if you really want to fix it, you will write the draft anyway. And it will be it will be terrible, and they all look at me like, "Well, thanks." And I'm like, "No, everybody's is everybody's." And then you go and back and fix it. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same thing with anything we do. You make anything. your first draft terrible. Mm-hmm. Think about um, people, Olympians. You know, they're mm-hmm. every couple of years, and they're the most amazing athlete. But they all had this crappy first draft that they put together, you know, I like, because everything we do is a first draft and, you know, they may be amazing figure skaters, but there was, there was a day they put on those skates and they fell down more than they stood up, but Mm -hmm. they kept going. 
And that's right. And, and this is, and I know this is kind of goofy, but I do it. And I, if you, you were to come to my house right now and walk into my <laughs> kitchen on my refrigerator, which my house is super clean because we passed it. We had our cleaning lady for the first time in five months yesterday. So that nice. was a super exciting day. <laughs> We're, like I said, we're in Southern California, so things are kind of shut down still. Uh, yeah. But you walk into my amazingly clean kitchen, surprise, and on my refrigerator is a star chart, and it's for me. And it is, oh. I have four, th- four things I have to do every day. And, you know, and, and as long as I do each of them, I get a sticker. And <laughs> it's for me. It is for me. And you know what? Hey, whatever. It moves. It it moves me forward. And in one of them, mm-hmm. I'm learning Spanish. I get it. I can be, I can study Spanish for 15 minutes and I get a star. That's it. But you know, okay. I've been doing it all year. And while I'm not super proficient, uh, I'm, I understand a whole heck of a lot more than I would have if I had studied it once a month for the last, right. you know, whatever we are, eight months. So it is, it's just those little things and a star chart. Yes. It's, Goofy as can be, but it's, it works. But as a grown-up, I am as grown-up as I'm going to probably get. <laughs> sure. I'm putting, I'm putting stickers. I just ordered some new ones. <laughs> stickers on my own personal star chart, and it just – I love it. What I have to do is super small. Yeah. So <laughs> everyone – So we have, about, yeah, we have about three and a half minutes left. So I wanted to okay. ask you real quick about your podcast. How, when is it on? Yeah. And how often is it on? It goes live every Monday. Every Monday, a new episode goes live at 1 a.m. So when okay. you wake up Monday, where almost anywhere you are, there's a new episode. Um, it's on all, all of the places you find podcasts. And it's a okay. short, there's six to eight minute long episodes where we talk about efficiency and productivity and how to get things done. And the whole goal is to send people off with uh, something they can do right away that's going to help them answer their questions about productivity or efficiency. So the podcast is called the Faster, Easier, Better Show Podcast. And I will have a link of that in the write-up of the show. And then you have your book, How to Work When No One Was Watching. That is out now, which is really Mm -hmm. ironic that I talked to you today because this morning my girlfriends and I, who were all writers, and we vent to each other about deadlines, um, it was – and then I knew I was going to interview you. I was like, this is the perfect book. So I'm going to tell them about it as soon as I get off the phone (laughs) because we're all kind of struggling to be creative right now, you know, because – we're supposed to be, we're all romance writers, and we're like, eh, you know, feeling it, you know, because it's, it's COVID, sure. and all the kids are going to be home for the next year and a half. So um, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where you just go, oh, it's a sign. I know I can do this. I can, I can actually be productive in the craziest I'm happy time. To, <laughs> I'm happy to talk with all of you guys if you want. I'll jump on a call with you. But, yeah, you know, there's, there's so many ways to to get ourselves to get things done, um, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I do. That's what I share. Yeah. yeah. And if you are looking for Ellen Goodwin, she is on, she has her website, ellengoodwin.com, and then you also have her on Facebook, Twitter, and Amazon. She also has a weekly newsletter, like she mentioned, and then her TED Talk is also on her website. So it would be ellengoodwin.com. And 
I really would love for you to come back because um, we haven't even started talking about being action heroes versus superheroes. And I really want to oh, talk right. about that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because action yeah. means action, right? <laughs> action. Action, as imperfect as it might be, always yeah. is better than motion. That's right. Inti- yeah, intention. I really hope one day that I, you know, it's like, well, that's <laughs> not going to happen, is it, if you're sitting here? No, 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 you got, you have to be in action. Absolutely. Yeah. Was it that, and, and I'm not very good at, at physics, but there's a, you know, um, something moving, uh, an object in motion. Yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I should, you know, I would have sounded really smart right then if I could have quoted it, but I, (laughs) my kids probably can, but I, I'm not, Um, but I'm aware of it. Object in motion. (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Object in motion, stay in motion. Right. So thank you so much for being here today, Ellen. I really appreciate you. You are so welcome. Oh, I appreciate being here, Patricia. This has been really fun. Really fun. Yay! (laughs) This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio, and keep on reading, everybody. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe, and welcome to our circle.